0: All right, I am live. Welcome back to Fit Body Secrets, where my mission is to bring you guys inspiration, motivation, and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness and your fat loss journey. And today, I feel like I have so much to talk about. I have like five pages of notes, but all of them are kind of like a little bit of everything, just mostly because I feel like starting off with just like a little bit of an update on me, a little bit of an update on a little bit of ranting, a little bit of everything before I get into today's topic. So, uh, first off, let's start with a little bit of stress that I'm under right now. <laughs> this is the first year in my own home uh, as a homeowner. Um, I am—I've been living here now for October. It'll be two months as of tomorrow. And I still do not have a whole bunch of furniture. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, it's like the last thing on my list is like worrying about decor and all that kind of stuff. What's up Lex, I am excited to tell you about my updates in a little bit. That's that's like my first thing on my agenda today. But um, I'm currently ranting about the fact that I'm hosting Thanksgiving next week and feel like I'm so unprepared. But I also realize, what am I worried about? It's my family that's coming over. My brother's family or my brother's girlfriend's family. So I'm not really worried about it too much. Do have to get a dining room table though this weekend. That's like on my agenda. So, uh, and it's hard because like I'm a single woman. I don't really want to buy this like huge table, but I want to be able to have everybody sit there. So if anybody has any recommendations on like a decent dining room table that maybe has like a leaf where I can like pull it out, IKEA, good idea. Good idea. I didn't even think about that. Um, I haven't even looked at IKEA. I've been looking on like, Rooms to go, and anyway, so that's actually good stuff, good place. So yeah, and I'm also trying to figure out. I I used to be a really big like. So growing up, me and my grandfather had a really good relationship. I had a really good relationship with my grandparents, um, and I learned so much about cooking with my grandfather. And I used to be like the chef, and back then, like Food Network was a big thing. So like. Emeril Lagasse and Giada De Laurentiis and Rachel Ray were just coming up, Paladine. And like every year it was like we would plan this huge menu of food and I would be in the kitchen cooking all day. And so I haven't done that in a long time. And I'm feeling like a lot of insecurities about like, oh my God, I don't want to be cooking all week. And I also want to make sure that everybody has food. So I feel like I have the holiday menu like for the meal planned out. It's mostly the food before the meal that I'm like trying to figure out now. I don't want to have like a whole bunch of shit and then nobody eats it. You know, I kind of don't want to do that. But I also want to make sure there's enough there for people to eat. So I'm thinking about making some cocktail meatballs, some uh, deviled eggs, shrimp, because those three things are kind of easy proteins, having like a meat and cheese tray with some crackers, um, putting together a couple of snack mixes. But I also wouldn't mind making a couple of little appetizers that I've, you know, my, my family likes traditional stuff. Thinking about those little hot dogs with the Crescents around them. Um, I don't know. So I'm looking for some appetizer recommendations. Uh, dessert, I think I've got covered. Um, I'm going to do cheesecake and a Dutch apple pie with vanilla ice cream on top. My family does not like pumpkin pie. Um, and I think that I will maybe do some like cookies. I thought of, I thought about making some like fun cookies for the appetizers as well. Like they have those fun little like uh, where you can like dip oreos and like chocolate and like put the little candy corns and make little turkeys i don't know i'm thinking about doing something fun like that and just really having a good time next week with getting back to what i used to do as a kid which is making a bunch of fun food and it's also why today's episode is very relevant because i'm going to be talking about how y'all can stop stressing about the holidays and me too lex 100 percent my favorite dessert is apple pie and ice cream like i love that kind of stuff um, I like it better than like the really indulgent chocolate stuff. But uh, but anyways, today's episode is gonna be relevant to those of you guys out there that are getting into the holiday season and find yourself stressing out about like how to eat, how to maintain your weight, you're stressing about eating and then you're also wanting to relax about eating and you're thinking about the new year and all those kinds of stuff. And just I want to make sure that you guys are set up for success this holiday season. Gonna give you a little sneak peek into the Black Friday sale that I have coming up. It's actually called the Black Friday bundle. Um But yeah. So agreed. Um, Ooh, that sounds amazing. Uh, That sounds actually really good. So, all right. So let's start off with a little update on me. All right. So I'm still experiencing, let me go over my symptoms right now, what I'm experiencing on a daily basis. Um, I'm still experiencing some uh, swelling in my legs, typically around my ankles and around like my quads, top of my knees, along with in my face as well. Like in this area, um, if you're watching me on YouTube, like all in my under eyes and my upper eyes, um, those are the main places I'm feeling it in my eyes. Um, like in my quads, like above my knees and in my ankles is where I can really see the pitting. Um, and it's very frustrating, um, for sure. I do feel a little bit in my belly, but I can't see it in my belly. It just feels like a little bit squishy. Symptoms, um, my body is feeling less inflamed, so I'm not feeling as much pain. Uh, In fact, I feel like my hamstring injuries are actually getting better, probably just from taking it easy last week. Um, What I've also, the biggest complaints I have right now is my sleep is a shit show. I am not sleeping through the night. Um, I'm very, very tired. Um, the fatigue is probably what's really bad. Getting back into the gym this week, uh, surprising myself that I feel okay to work out, which, like I said before, I wasn't feeling horrible when I was working out. I just wasn't feeling great. Um, but I just don't have the drive to push myself. Like I, I'm not trying to PR anything right now uh, both yesterday and today, I, I focused, you know, on like gymnastics focused, uh, workouts just cause I tend to like that stuff. And I'm doing more of like just bodybuilding type strength right now. I did some bench press yesterday, did some squats today, some accessory work. Um, but just not feeling like myself, like I'm feeling tired, really tired. And it's really frustrating. You know, it's, it's definitely very frustrating. Um, so went to my doctor yesterday to go over. This is my first time seeing him since being in the hospital. Um, it just took that long to get in with him. And, you know, before I went into the hospital, I had been experiencing these symptoms for the majority of the year. Um, being more injury prone. In fact, other weird things were happening. Like I noticed I was losing some hair. In fact, right now I have a whole bunch of like little baby hairs because like my hair is growing back. So once again, if you're seeing me, on uh, YouTube. Like I'm literally pulling, like, these are all like, this is all like short, like new hairs, but I was losing hair. Um, a lot of just weird symptoms that came on out of nowhere. My blood levels back in May or June were showing, um, that I was not producing any estrogen or progesterone. Um, but my FSH and LH were normal. So it was not that I was like, you know, obviously I'm like, Oh my God, am I going through like early menopause? I'm only 38 years old. Uh, but none of that was true, but there's just something else that was triggering some hormonal changes. So we were kind of like looking at all of this stuff up beforehand. I was also having some, uh, weird blood biomarkers coming back, low white blood cells, showing some rare anemia, but nothing that was like pinpointing everything. It was just kind of like all these little things. Right. And then it manifested in just that week. I just like, it was like a crash. Like it was like all of a sudden boom. You know, like everything just fell apart. And so after talking to my doctor yesterday and kind of going over everything and what I talked to him about was like the overtraining syndrome um, and just looking at everything as a whole, I think that where my mind was already going, my doctor already knew. And I knew that it was going to be kind of like what what the next step was. Step so was as a nutrition coach, um, who also coaches a lot of CrossFit athletes. Um, I see this in, uh, very rare cases, athletes that do train pretty hard, um, also work full-time jobs. In fact, there's a lot of CrossFit athletes that are retired that often like to say, oh, like CrossFit wrecked my body, competition wrecked my body. No, it didn't wreck your body. You fucking pushed you hard. And that's what happens. You pushed you hard. You're not not the programming. It's the user. It's not the gun. It's the person who holds the gun. Right? So, Essentially what I'm beating around the bush at is like this overtraining syndrome has caused what is called HPA axis dysfunction. And this has not been diagnosed yet, um, but all of my symptoms uh, along with, you know, the blood biomarkers are leading him to believe that this is essentially what happened. And essentially what people used to know this is as was adrenal fatigue um, is what it used to be called. Essentially what happens is Our body operates in our parasympathetic nervous system and our sympathetic nervous system, and we want to have a balance of those two things. And oftentimes, if you are a high-stress individual and you're constantly in that fight or flight, so you guys are out there that are like constantly on the go, always doing things, doing things, going, going, going. You're like alert because your cortisol levels are actually high. That's your cortisol is like your fight or flight response, so you're always like going, 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 going with the Energizer Bunny. And that's my life to a T. I am that kind of person that's just like freaking, I get shit done. Like I get shit done all the time. I'm always filling every gap of my day with something to do. If there's a moment, it's what can I fill? And what happens though is, is so much time goes by with you being in that state of fight or flight between training and, and work and business and life and everything, right? You're always on the go. And It just comes to a point where someday your body just crashes and essentially everything shuts down. And when your cortisol levels go low, it affects everything. You know, cortisol, aldosterone, these hormones are so important for your heart, your liver, your kidneys, your sex hormones, everything. So essentially what the doctor's thinking happened is that week before I kind of had that crashing, uh, it was like the last two weeks, but prior to that, I was cramming to get stuff done. I had a fat loss frameworks course. I was building out. I had traveled to Orlando for a nutrition coaching summit. Everything was just like leading up to a lot of stress. And then my body just crashed. And so essentially what he's expecting to find is that my cortisol levels are off and that is the problem. So we are doing a saliva cortisol test. Um, I had to take like a cotton swab of my saliva at 12 o'clock last night, um, early this morning when I first woke up, another one after this podcast, and then again at 4 p.m. And then I'm going to send that out. And it's going to give me an idea of where my cortisol levels are throughout the day. Because essentially what our cortisol levels should do is they should be highest in the morning uh, when we wake up. And then they should kind of cycle down as we end our day. Um, In a person that has this HPA axis dysfunction, quote unquote adrenal fatigue, what you'll see is that cortisol becomes just flat and there's no ups and downs. There's no nothing. Um, And if that's the case, then there is some treatment that we can do. So um, obviously lifestyle modification is number one. In fact, (laughs) this is going to be so funny. He goes, I need to give you a medical note. To not go to work for a week like you need a vacation and i'm like okay so you're going to give me a medical note for myself because i run my own business (laughs) and it's like you know it's just so hard it really is because i know that i need to just do what he says and take a vacation so my plan is next week thanksgiving week um to take the week off um i feel like my clients will be pretty good Handling the holiday, I'm not thinking that anybody needs a macro adjustment on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, so I'm gonna take it seriously, like you said, and and really try and be off my computer a little bit. Now, hard part is I got a Black Friday bundle, so I got to make sure peeps that are looking to get in on the on the uh, on the bundle also can get in on it. So, essentially, I love what I do. I'm just doing too much of it in all areas of my life between training and coaching, and running a business, and trying to reach more people. It's like a lot. So that's part one of what's going on with me. There's two parts to this, okay? So part one is addressing the adrenals, addressing the cortisol, addressing what's going on with my HPA axis, right? Um, Obviously, the symptoms are heart, liver, kidneys, okay? That's not the problem. That's the symptom. And this is very relevant to those of you guys out there that are on a a nutrition journey and you focus on like the symptoms, AKA hormones being out of whack, gut being out of whack, all these things. Those are symptoms of a bigger problem. All right. So the same thing with me, these are symptoms of the bigger problem. Part two of this is the cool thing is, is I full heartedly believe in metric tracking and having a coach and I've had a nutrition coach since 2017, I believe. Um, so I have years of data, years of where my weight has been years of just looking at my, and I mean, I will tell you, this did not happen in a year. I can look back at my notes, trouble sleeping, you know, felt like shit in the morning, like woke up and just went to the gym because I couldn't sleep in the morning. Like all that stuff, you know, up at night, like all of it, right. From like 2019, right. It started, it started years ago. Um, but part two of this is addressing Another issue. Okay. So my weight right now fluctuates between lowest, 122, highest, 126. Uh, and then when you're holding on to five pounds of weight, it might jump up to like 128, 129. And I've really, that's kind of like where my body has settled into since 2015. Like that's kind of where even when I've gained weight, it, always finds a way to get back down to this range. And so the next part of this is addressing the body weight. So, and that's going to help with the hormones. So he wants to see if gaining a little bit of weight will increase, if my body will start to produce more of those hormones, the estrogen and the progesterone, um, because of them not, my ovaries are essentially like, they call that they're, they're quiet. Like the ultrasound showed no activity and I'm not in menopause. So it's like, he wants to see if that will awaken things. And if it doesn't, then I might have to get some treatment to do that because that's likely what's causing more of the sleep disturbances and all that stuff. So the only, my weight, like I said, has been 122 to 126 since 2015. There was a brief period of time between the months of, cause I have data um, where I went into a, Uh, a building phase. Um, I had an amazing coach, Cody McBroom, shout out to Cody McBroom. Um, And we worked to put on about 10 pounds. And I went from 122 to about 135, 136. Started to feel not so good about my body composition as I started to approach 138 um, and pulled back a little bit. And so 2021, when I was at the games, I was weighing in at around 135. And then 2022, over the course of like January through July, my weight dropped back down to 126. And that's kind of what happened. That's what happened. Like not intentional. It just, my body just always comes back to this, this weight range between this 122. So I don't think I was at that weight long enough. Um, And so right now I'm back in the gym. And I am committed to putting on about 10 pounds and actually living at that weight and letting, so body weight set point is such a hard thing. And that's essentially what's happening is my body weight set point is somewhere in this range. It's very easy for me to maintain here. Other people experience in the opposite. They, maybe they wanna lose 10 to 15 pounds, but every time they lose five, their body kind of gives them signals and goes back to that weight. Um, it's the same thing, but in the opposite right now. So your body has a weight where it feels it's best at and you, and you just, it just got to gravitate towards that. So this is my body's natural state. I've got to allow myself to stay there a little bit longer and ensure that, um, I give my body enough chance to see. So, and this is, I, I, I don't like giving numbers cause I don't want to trigger anybody out there, but my body fat percentage on an in-body is very low. I don't know how much I believe in those things. Um so I I don't I take it with a grain of salt. Um you know, I can go into a whole in body, but I do track trends. So even if the in body is off by 3 or 4%, it's still showing a very low body fat percentage. So even at a healthy weight, when I go to the doctor, my body fat percentage is still low. So um I'm on a gain on a weight gain train. So and, and I know that people are like, "Well, that must be nice." It, guys, you don't understand. All right? Whether you're overweight, you're underweight, you're happy with your like fucking body, body image is a big thing, right? Like it's not comfortable to feel like you're gonna have to put on weight. Like it just it doesn't feel good. But at the end of the day, my health matters more. And I would love to be able to good night's sleep, get a, get a good night's sleep. And I would love to be able to feel good. So if this is what it's gonna take, then that's what I'm gonna do and see how it feels. I I don't remember like feeling so much different when I was 135, but it's also been two years. So let's try it. I mean, I'll be honest. I was fitter then for sure. I was definitely fitter. I was definitely healthier in my training, but, uh, you know, we'll see. So that's, that's a little bit of an update on me, uh, 20 minutes in the episode. And I've ranted about my holiday and about my body and my current state and my plan. So my plan right now is a calorie surplus Uh, focusing on strength training, uh, fitness, you know, like CrossFit. Um, I'm not really going to change too much of my training, but I'm going to change my eating. So I feel like my training is pretty balanced. I follow Mayhem Athlete um, and I love it. So that's what I'm going to stick with. Like Right now, like I said, I just did some bodybuilding stuff. I'm still taking it easy as I get back into the gym. Um, Next week, I'll probably start to kind of figure out, well, not really next week, probably the week after Thanksgiving, I'll start to figure out more of like a long-term plan. But right now I'm just letting my body settle in. So That's the update on me, the update on where I'm at. Um, Hopefully you guys are still watching. And uh, now let's kind of talk a little bit about the holiday season. What better time to be thinking about weight gain, right? That's what you guys think. But I'm going to be honest, I don't crave a lot of shitty food. I've eaten so clean for years that I don't really look forward to feeling like shit. You know, I think that a lot of people think about not eating foods like it's this like restrictive thing in reality I'm like I don't eat those foods because I don't like how they make me feel right so like it's not about it making me gain weight or not gaining weight it's like I just don't like how I feel and I think a lot of you guys out there can relate because oftentimes when you go out and you have these foods you're likely like oh why did I just do that to myself right so we're going to talk about the holidays today and I do have a lot of notes because I got a lot of stuff to talk about. All right. So, holiday weight gain. Let's talk about this holiday weight gain. Essentially, when I was thinking about the holiday season, I wanted to actually count how many days there were between Thanksgiving and New Year's. And when I counted them out today, I counted 39 days between Thanksgiving and New Year's. And between those days, essentially, we've got about four holidays: We've got Thanksgiving. We've got, uh, and and your holiday season might be different. So you might celebrate Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, or you might celebrate, um, uh, what's the other one? There's like a 13 days of Christmas. One of my clients does, I think, um, I forget what it's called. It's like a some kind of a Spanish holiday. And if you guys know it, please let me know. Um, but essentially we've got, for most people, Thanksgiving, we've got Christmas Eve, we've got Christmas day, and then we have New Year's Eve. Like that's pretty much our four holidays. Now, It doesn't mean that the holiday season is confined to those four days because also there are different people that we're trying to celebrate with. So you might have a Thanksgiving potluck, Friendsgiving, you might have a Christmas party at work, you might have a cookie party to go to, you might have kids events to go to, um, you know, and you might just have other things going on. So, um, but the reality is we only have like four real holidays, holidays. We just have other meals sprinkled in throughout this holiday season where you will have the opportunity to be able to enjoy some food. And guess what? You should be able to enjoy some food and not feel like it's going to cause you to gain weight, right? Like, again, like I said before, I don't avoid foods because I'm afraid they're going to cause me to gain weight. I avoid foods because they don't make me feel my best. They might not make me feel as satiated. They might make me feel a little bit bloated the next day, whatever it is, you know, so I limit those things. So... (laughs) I also wrote down something else that just I wanted to start with was I was looking at some statistics and I found a statistic a statistic that said that the average person consumes 4500 calories on Thanksgiving and I found a couple of other ones someone said like upwards of 6500 and a few said as low as like 35 um but I'm putting the 4500 as like a middle ground average and I think that that's probably pretty pretty realistic cuz most holiday dinners are going to be around 2,000 calories from mostly high-fat stuff. And then thinking about the appetizers, a couple of drinks, and dessert, you're probably looking at about 4,500 calories. That's crazy, right? And it's honestly, it's confined to one day, maybe two days, maybe three days, but it's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things because it actually requires 3,500 calories on top of what your body needs to maintain weight in order to gain one pound of fat. So let's just say your weight is, or let's just say that your maintenance calories are 2,400. If you were to gain, if, if to gain a pound of fat, you would have to eat 35, 55, almost 6,000 calories to gain a pound, right? So I think that people freak out so much about the holiday meals and they really don't, affect you that much. And mind you, at those social parties and cookie parties and such, you're likely not consuming the 4,500 calories. That's mostly Christmas Eve. I'm sorry, Christmas Day and Thanksgiving Day where the food's going to be a little bit richer. Okay. So I want to kind of go over some things that are going to really help you guys out today, starting with what people really think happens during the holiday season. Okay. So people think that they gain weight between the months of November and December because they see the weight go up in those months. And rightfully so, you might put on about 5 to 10 pounds over, the months of, uh, over those 39 days, right? And you don't have to. We're going to talk about that next. But let's just say you gain 10 pounds over the holiday season. Most people think that that's the problem. The problem isn't the 10 pounds you gain over the holiday season because most people go into the new year with the mindset of like, all right, I'm gonna get my shit together. And they usually will start to lose weight in the in the new year. And typically what happens is let's just say you, let's just say you've lost 20 pounds going into the holiday season. Holiday season comes and you gain 10 pounds back. So you're 185, you drop to 165, and now going into new year, you're back up to 175. Okay. You put on 10 pounds over the holiday season. You clean up your diet. What's going to happen is new year, new you, you're likely going to lose five to six pounds of that 10 pounds. Okay. You're going to have about three to four pounds that are going to linger. Those are the pounds you have to be concerned about. Okay. It's not the 10 pounds you gain over the holiday season. It's the three or four pounds that you fail to lose in the new year. And then what happens is you lose those five or six pounds. Let's just say now your weight's settling in at around 168. You don't take off those other three or four pounds. We now go into the spring and you left those four pounds lingering, those four pounds of body fat. Now we've got spring break and maybe you go on a vacation and you put on five or six pounds and you're like, oh, I gotta clean shit up again. All right. You drop three or four pounds. So you've now gained another five or six pounds and lost three or four of those pounds. So now, You've got the four pounds from the holiday season and the two pounds from spring breaks. Now we're up six pounds from last year. And this cycle continues into the summertime when you might have some summer vacations. And then you clean it up again in the fall. And this is how weight gain happens over the years. It's not the holiday season. It's the way the holiday season sets you up for the new year. And this is where people have to understand that your plan for the new year has got to include a plan for the current year and the year to follow. So all of this stuff is connected, and why we're going to talk about this stuff today. Okay, so let's talk about the real reasons for holiday waking. I have all of these freaking notes. These, this is what I do when I'm drinking my coffee in the morning. I got all these papers. Right. I had a had fun with this topic today. Okay. The real reasons for holiday waking are coming at you right now, and it starts off with number one. Mindset. The thing that you have sitting in between your two ears and behind your two eyes, okay? The way you think about things and perceive things is the way you will also act. It's going to affect the way that you act. Number one is in the mindset category is (laughs) the people-pleasing, okay? So people-pleasing, worried about judgment, worried about being different, okay? So like you're traveling, and you're going to visit your mom-in-law, and you're going to be there for three or four days. And rather than focusing on like stopping at the grocery store and picking up your staples, you're like, I feel bad putting food in her refrigerator. But like she's feeding you fried chicken and mashed potatoes when it's a Wednesday afternoon. So this is where you have to drop the people-pleasing, drop the judgment, and realize, hey, this is my body. I want to be able to enjoy my Thanksgiving festivities. I want to be able to enjoy my parties, but I don't need to eat like this every day of the week. So I'm going to stick to my structure. Okay. Um, also people focus so much on how those holiday meals affect their weight that they don't realize that it's not the holiday meals that are actually the problem. And we're going to go into that next. So it justifies, Oh, these holiday meals are going to set me up for failure. So I might as well just not care about anything. It's that all or nothing mindset that people have of like, well, I can't do everything, so I can't do anything. It's it's kind of like justification for saying, fuck it all. I throw in the towel. I'm going to restart in New Year. Okay. So like, just not going to be successful for you. Guys, people that are living in a lean body, people that actually look lean year round, they enjoy holiday meals. They enjoy vacations. They enjoy social parties. They eat what they want when they want it, but they also know how to practice self-discipline, self-control, and being an individual. It all comes down to how they perceive things, okay? They don't perceive those choices as restriction. They just view them as part of their routine. And the fun meals are out of their normal routine, which is why it doesn't affect their body weight, okay? So I think a big thing here that I want to focus on is... In mindset category is justification of behaviors. Oh, well, all right. It's the end of the year. I just want to be able to relax and enjoy food and not think about it. I'm going to start the new year fresh. Okay. You're essentially reinforcing the exact behaviors that you're trying to change. Right? So like, think about it this way, you know, in the new year, you want to clean up your diet. You want to get everything back on track, but you're also going to have to recognize that anniversaries, birthdays, vacations are part of your year, just like Christmas and Thanksgiving. And by reinforcing this, when I'm out of my routine, it means that everything else is out of whack. You are justifying these bad behaviors rather than learning how to actually eat the right way, which is enjoying flexibility while also having some structure. It's it's a mindset shift that people have to have. You got to quit justifying those behaviors. Okay. So that's number one is your mindset. You got to have the right mindset and your mindset should be like, I can have what I want when I want it. I'm choosing these things and I'm also enjoying the meals that I want to enjoy. Like you're an individual that should feel empowered to eat and eat and train the way that you want to train and eat. So that's the most important thing. That's not restriction. Okay. If you're living in a restrictive diet, we're going to talk about that next. Well, we're going to talk about it later. Number two is overemphasizing the impact of your holiday meals and underemphasizing the meals around them. Okay, so as I mentioned, your Thanksgiving dinner might be 4,500 calories, but that doesn't mean that every day. If, if you if you are back on track the next day with your normal routine, it's not going to affect you. It's when you let that holiday meal bleed into the entire weekend, and then you're like, oh my god, this sucks. I guess this week is trash. And now when people are bringing in freaking candy and cookies, you're like, Oh, well, it's the holiday season. I'm going to have whatever I want. You know, like you got to realize that confining your holiday meals to meals and then doing your normal routine during your normal days. Like that's what matters most by overemphasizing the impact on the holiday meals. You are avoiding what really is going to prevent you from gaining weight, which is staying consistent with your nutrition around those meals. Okay. So also gives you more flexibility for those meals. With overemphasizing or with, with emphasizing more of the food outside of your holiday meals, it also allows you to plan for them better, right? So if you know you have a social thing coming up, you can actually plan to say, all right, I'm going to like, you know, be super dialed in this week because I want to be able to feel a little bit more flexible on Saturday. It allows you to kind of be more flexible with, with things. That's not planning a quote unquote cheat meal. That's being smart with your calorie intake. That's really all it is. Number three is lack of awareness. And this is like in a number of ways, right? I think that people focus on good foods versus bad foods a lot. So like, you know, thinking that like dessert is bad and, you know, cookies are bad and eating these really rich dishes is bad and having alcohol is bad. Um, having snacks is bad. And they think that like eating chicken and broccoli is good and eating complex carbs is good. Well, yeah, there are foods that are going to be lower in calories and higher in nutrients and foods that are higher in calories and lower nutrients, and then some that are high in calories and high in nutrients, right? But the truth is, if you don't ever build the awareness as to how all foods fit into your plan from a calorie, a macronutrient, and a micronutrient perspective, you're going to continue to run into this freaking problem in your head of like trying to figure out the good foods versus the bad foods, which is a big problem, Right you have to learn how to be a food detective. Okay. So nutrition journaling is one of the best habits. In fact, I'm going to make a post about this tomorrow, but did you know that dieters that keep a food journal are two times more likely to not only lose weight, lose it faster and actually maintain it longer. Okay. So keeping a food diary builds so much awareness for you guys. If you don't know how things fit into the plan, You might be thinking that it's really bad when in reality, it's not that bad at all. I see this all the time. You know, clients that are like, I'm afraid to track my food on a Saturday. I'm like, what'd you have? Oh, I decided to have um, some sushi. And I look at what they had. They had like one sushi roll. I'm like, girl, you did fine. You were so well under 800 calories. Like, you know, so it's like, if you realize that all food fits into the plan, you're golden. You just have to know where it fits, how many calories are in it. And when, Maybe those calories aren't worth it. Maybe you're like, man, that's just not worth the calorie expenditure right now. So um, lack of awareness is huge. So I think that learning how to um, research nutrition. In fact, I have some researches that I use with my clients. Um, I should actually put them in the show notes that I forgot about that. But um, Calorie Friend is a good website, shows you portions. So you can kind of see, all right, this is about what a portion looks like. And this is about how many calories and the macros of it. Um, nutritionics is also a good one because now you can realize that you can have whatever you want and fit it into the plan. It also allows you to kind of pre-plan and, and learn how to like pre-track things or plan around big meals, you know, like, so if you know, you want to save about a thousand calories for a more flexible meal, you can be smarter about your food earlier in the day, you know, focusing on more protein and, and complex carbs and some vegetables, keeping yourself satiated, but saving a little bit of calories for those evening meals. Um, I think the other main thing here with this is, while a diet really should be primarily 80% whole foods, 20%, you know, obviously more processed, fun foods, I call them. um, It's okay to have some days where like food quality isn't the focus, as long as they're, you know, thinking about 80-20 isn't just on a daily or weekly basis, it could be on a monthly basis. So if like four days out of your entire 39 days were, you know, less quality food, that's still a small percentage, right? So think about it that way. Um, another one that people don't realize, number four, I put on here is this is probably one of the biggest reasons for holiday weight gain. Number four, number five is in the holiday season, people tend to be a little bit busier because they're prioritizing getting presents and gifts, picking up people from the airport, traveling, all this stuff, and their workouts suffer. They're not staying consistent with their gym routine. And if you're in a colder climate, you might find that you're not doing as much daily activity. You're not going for your daily walks. You're avoiding walking outside because it's freaking cold outside. The days are shorter. So you're likely not burning as many calories in your day. So not realizing how calorie expenditure goes down. And if you also couple that with calorie intake going up, it's going to cause weight gain. So I think that one thing that I can tell you guys is that by prioritizing, in my opinion, more cardio in the winter is probably the best way to maintain your weight. Because as much as I love strength training, and you should be strength training regularly, if you know you want to be able to eat more flexibly, you're going to burn more calories by doing more cardio. I'm not saying to go earn your calories, but I'm just letting you know that it's scientific that You're moving more. You're doing more cardio. You're going to be burning more calories. Plain and simple. And number five, this is a big one. Number five is a big one. All right. If you have been in a calorie deficit for as long as you can remember, and you are living on 14 to 1500 calories a day, you are also metabolically compensating and adapting to that amount of calories. So when you do want to order, uh, I'm sorry, eat 4500 calories you are more likely to store a lot of body fat. Whereas somebody who is metabolically flexible and learns to spend periods of time eating at maintenance will often find that they don't really gain weight. In fact, sometimes they are actually hyper responders and lose weight when they eat in a calorie surplus for a couple of days. That's also why it's hard for me to keep on weight because that's what happens to me. When I eat more food, my body just burns more calories. So in fact, I'm two days into my calorie surplus. I'm not hungry, but I do feel like I'm moving a little bit more just throughout my day. I feel like more like jittery. Um, but restrictive eating patterns affect everything. It affects your metabolism, but think about how it also affects your mindset. Because if you've been eating restrictive for so long, now you're around these foods that are high in calories and they're super palatable, you're going to want them. In fact, I talked to a client about how like, you know, the less you allow yourself to have those things, the more you're going to want them. Very true. It's it's so if you've been eating in a restrictive way for a long time, this is also setting you up for failure in the holiday season. Okay. So those are the real reasons that you guys gain weight. Now let's talk about how I'm gonna close out this episode. Okay. A couple of big things. Let's give you let's give you guys some tips because we are, uh, you know, what are we like seven, eight days away from Thanksgiving now? Not even ten days, no. Was the 14th, the 23rd is Thanksgiving, right? So we're nine days away from Thanksgiving. Okay, knowing that, like the day before Thanksgiving, we're going to be prepping and all that stuff, and and the food's going to start to be available to you. But some tips this week that I'm going to give you guys. Okay, number one is if you are somebody who knows that you are moving less in the winter, it might be a good idea to change your programming a little bit to include more cardio-based workouts and less strength-based workouts because that's going to help you keep your caloric expenditure up. Or making sure that before and after your strength session, you are using walking as a form of cardio. Like That's also fine. Get your steps in somehow. Make that a priority for you. Okay. Number two is, are you somebody who needs a calorie rebuild? Have you been eating in a chronic calorie deficit for a long time? It might be time to start to slowly increase calories starting now ASAP to prime your body a little bit to enjoy a little bit more food. Also, you might be less likely to binge on these foods that are going to be available to you or feel like you can't control yourself around them. Okay, so calorie rebuild. Also in this process, trying to build more awareness around the food that you want to eat. Research some of your holiday meals and snacks and things that you enjoy. What cocktails do you drink? What, what things do you gravitate towards? If you don't know how to do that stuff, stay tuned because in my Facebook group, we're about to start a holiday accountability challenge after the holiday, after Thanksgiving. And part of that is showing you guys how to track and log and research and not be a nitpicky little, you know, not nitpicking things, but like things like Christmas cookies and Christmas appetizers. I'm going to show you how to make that so freaking simple. Okay. Um, But you might need a calorie rebuild. Maybe this is time for you to shift focus a little bit I know y'all want to lose weight, right? And I know right now you're scared, but maybe it's like, okay, I want to learn how to eat at maintenance for the holiday season, rebuild my calories. And then I want to go back into a fat loss phase in the new year. That is going to set you up for dietary success. Why? Because in a calorie rebuild, we are optimizing how much you can eat. And now by doing that, we can actually cut you on more calories. So if you've been struggling to lose weight and you're stuck, this might be exactly what you need, okay? So that's awesome, right? Like I get to eat more food and I get to lose weight faster. Awesome, two wins. And this is a big one, all right? So if you don't already have structure to your daily routine, it's time to build the foundation. Again, opportunity right now for you guys to understand how to live a lifestyle that is going to produce the body you want and allow you to maintain it. You want to maintain routine and structure in your normal daily routine. Your meal timing, your food should be pretty much the same. And every once in a while, you might be swapping something out. Maybe somebody does bring Christmas cookies at work and you're like, man, I really want to try one of those. So maybe you do swap out some of the foods at your lunch because you want to be able to have that instead. That's okay. It's, you know just averaging out. That's it. Like no big deal. So by keeping a structured nutrition plan and also building awareness around these foods and the calories in them, you're going to learn how to be honestly in control of your nutrition and enjoy yourself this holiday season. Okay. Um, This also is going to give you flexibility, right? So I think structure is important for you guys to realize that you want to maintain. It also allows you guys to be less structured For those four or five meals that you don't really want to focus on, right? Plain and simple. If you're traveling this holiday season, maintain structure to your meals. Don't be afraid to go to the grocery store and buy a couple of things. If you're staying in a hotel, do you have a refrigerator? Like there's plenty of ways to keep stuff on hand to make it easy for yourselves. So that's kind of a little bit of the overall topic of holiday weight gain you don't have to gain a pound this holiday season. You can actually maintain very well by doing one thing, keeping a food diary, keep a food diary and make sure that you're eating enough calories and not going over on your calories the majority of the time. That's also going to allow for those flexibility for like Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas day, holiday party here or two, where you're not tracking a fucking thing because the other 30, well, I also wrote down out of those, if you ate three meals a day for the next 39 days, that's 117 meals. Okay. So let's just call it, even if you had 10 meals that were not tracked, like 10 out of 117 is what percent? Like less than 10%, right? That's still 90% compliance over the course of the holiday season. So it just comes down to recognizing that what matters most is the other stuff. Okay. So maintain structure to your nutrition, maintain your training schedule up your cardio a little bit if you know that you're moving a little bit less and learn to build some freaking flexibility into your nutrition plan. So that's a little bit about the holiday weight gain, a little bit of an update on me, a little bit of everything. And I got one more thing for you guys. Last thing I'm gonna end on, Black Friday's coming. And I don't really wanna talk about my Black Friday bundle, but I will tell you it's a pretty sweet deal and it is going to actually be going out tomorrow. If you are on my email list, you will get that in your email box. If you are not on my email list, make sure you sign up for it. I'll actually put the link to it in my show notes. I'll put it in the comments because I don't think I can update the show notes and I don't want to ask Scott to do that. So, um, yeah. And it's going to be awesome. So if you have been interested in, One-on-one coaching. I guess what I'll do is I'll tell you a little bit about what's included. Okay. So opportunity to work with me or one of my coaches for six months, you're going to get a sweet discount on the coaching. Um, And I do everything from like three, six to 12 months. It depends on the person. Um, Our check-in process is very in-depth. So there's a lot of macro coaches out there. I'm not a macro coach, ever call me a macro coach. I do adjust nutrition, like macronutrients, but I look at food quality. I look at your fiber intake. I look at meal balance. I look at how you're feeling. I make sure that you're doing all the things, right? Like I look at everything. So um, we are definitely what I like to call diet detectives. We are going to troubleshoot everything from your hormones to your gut to why you're not losing weight, all of that stuff. You get weekly check-ins. You have access to ask questions as often as you like. So if you have a question on a Tuesday afternoon, ask away, you know? We have a pretty fast response time. I normally check my messages at least three times a day. Um, So it's typically pretty fast. So you don't have to worry about waiting for too long. Uh, Except for on the weekends, I try not to do that. I I still check them twice a day, but it just depends on what I'm doing that day. Um, You have access to, with this program, with this offer, I've got a ton of resources. Everything from traveling, alcohol, social eating, recipes, food planning, help. everything you need. Um, and I'm also throwing in my fat loss frameworks course at no charge, which is going to be put as a course as of the new year. And it's not going to be free. So, um, I am right now finishing up the fat loss frameworks jumpstart and they are doing awesome. And they were also given the course for free along with four weeks of free coaching. So, uh, and I'm excited that a lot of them are actually continuing on and are going to be able to take advantage of this black Friday deal. So. I'm trying to think about what else comes in. Oh, I'm also throwing in 12 weeks of programming. So if you do want workout programming, I have tracks for those of you guys in a traditional gym. Those of you guys in a more of a functional fitness-based gym that do your own programming. um, Those are the two main things. Oh, and an at-home program. So I have like three options for you there. Um, I'm trying to think about what else I'm forgetting because I know I'm forgetting things. But yeah, so if you've been on the fence, the main thing is is that what we do is personalized coaching. You're going to get a plan that's built for you. I do have to set up a call because this offer is not for anybody. Um, I want to make sure that it's a good fit for you and for our program um, because I want people that are committed. And um, I, I do full like we give 100% of us to you. So we want to make sure we have the right people for the program. And uh, and that's from both ends. I want I want to make sure it feels right to you, right? Like that's the main thing. So we do set up a call. And there is actually a link here to set up a call if you're like, I want to hear about this deal. Um, there's a link in the show notes. I already put that in there to do that. But the email is coming out tomorrow. So get on my email email list, jump on that. Um, wow, this episode is almost an hour long. I try and keep them to 30 minutes, but uh, I had a lot to talk about today. So that's it, guys. I hope you guys are all having an amazing week and getting ready for your holiday season. Um, looking forward to doing some cooking and baking next week. And uh, I guess I'll talk to y'all in the next episode. Bye.